0: Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are. We're down on the beach, and I've got my uh, microphone inside the hood of my jacket. I hope that's okay for you all. Uh, The volume may not be the usual high volume, but, uh, well, that's life. We today are talking about a couple of things. One is uh, uh, self-sufficiency. Self-sufficiency means that you are who you are. No matter who you are, you are who you are. And self-sufficiency requires a level of uh, what-ifs. Uh, what if this happened? What if that happened? What if this happened? What would I do? Uh, Self sufficiency is, I think, the foundation of a good business leader. Self sufficiency is the foundation of a good partner, a good parent. Self sufficiency means if everybody in the world died and you were standing there, you'd still be okay. Self sufficiency means that you've got, uh, you're not uh, living on the edge of hope and living on the edge of what ifs and uh, that that you don't know the answer to so you go what if my partner left what if i they had an affair what if my kids uh were really bad what if uh i couldn't walk anymore what if i couldn't smile what if what if if..." and you need to have answers for all these questions that are suitable actual and uh livable because it's the equivalent to knowing how to stop on a ski slope and when you go i know in learning to Uh, uh, snow ski in Austria it was uh, really really off season a little bit and it it was mostly ice on the slopes and uh, my mission was to go down the big black slope of Oberton. so I went to the ski lesson class and I said I need to go down the black slope they said well first thing you're going to do is you're going to come out with us in the class and you're going to learn how to stop in any environment so we went found some powder and I had to go down the powder and I I must have spent 90% of the time under snow. I was scuba snowing and uh, head first down on this uh, powder snow and then eventually learned how to turn the skis and jump into uh, into an arrest. And then uh, I went down some icy slopes and they were teaching what happened when you start getting faster and faster and faster. And uh, the ice is uh, thick like, uh, like an like a ice skating rink and the skis are just not skiing but skimming across the top how do you stop and i learned this technique of uh, actually falling uh, and uh, using the 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 stocks to uh, finish the fall and so the slide and so you learn all these things so that you can go down eventually a black slope and you know that a worst case scenario yeah okay if you fall you're fucked but if you if you need to you can uh, slow yourself or turn a corner or you can uh, you can let go of control because you've got control this is self-sufficiency <clears throat> i originally loved the sport of uh, ocean kayaking i took it up before i even uh, while i love racing at sea and i used my ocean ski for ski racing I started off mainly racing in kayaks and uh, these kayaks are very different to an ocean ski because a kayak you sit inside and you sit inside the kayak. It means if you come out of the kayak, the water goes in the kayak and the kayak is not longer paddleable. You can't paddle it because it's full of water. And so we used to have things, electric pumps in the kayaks. Uh, that's all nice. You, in the ocean, in the big sea, you fall out, you get out of the kayak, you take a spray sheet off, you get out of the kayak and you pump the water out and uh, everything's fine, you can continue. But the question is, how do you get back in the ski if you're out at sea? And, and we practice this in swimming pools, how to roll a kayak, how to get out in the kayak. But the thing is, the swimming pool is not self-sufficiency. The swimming pool is a joke because you never fall out of the kayak in a swimming pool. <laughs> you only fall out of the kayak when it's seas like today, it's a massive big white breaking sea and the wind is blowing and the kayak is being blown away from you and the paddle's going in another direction and you have gotta get back into the kayak and get it up and then with, it, with, the, with the kayak up, you have to get the water out with one hand and another hand you have to paddle the kayak and this is not so easy because the, the paddle is the only way you stay up and two hands on the paddle is pretty important but uh, they have uh, of course hand pumps in kayaks well hand pumps no good because you you're going to use one hand and then they have foot pumps uh, in the kayaks all the ocean kayaks have a foot pump and that's the most fail-safe way because it would never go broken and the battery never go flat but then we have what was the dream was a little electric pump and my electric pump could pump my whole kayak out in less than 30 seconds it was a massive little baby pump with a really high thing, but I had to charge the battery. And self-sufficiency was keeping the battery charged. It it was always another piece of implementation. You have to be going, what if, what if, what if, what if, what if, what if? And we talk about financial self-sufficiency, having three months of cash in the bank, what if I don't earn money tomorrow? I got three months cash in the bank. I can a little bit feel like self-sufficient. But that's not where it ends because after three months what's gonna happen? and so self-sufficiency is a continual exploration of keeping the foundations of your life solid and and uh and uh not fearful and not the dropping into your seven fears which is the seven areas of life have seven fears you fear death fear of humiliation fear of being single alone fear of being uh broke fear of being powerless you know the seven areas of life so you go around the seven fears and you arrest your fall you arrest the problem that can come if any of those fears are brought to reality and you have to have a a, a option a plan c or plan d and remember the person the greatest leader is the person who can implement plan b the fastest so plan B is always a fallback in the Himalayan trekking when I take people into Himalayas and we're walking up there I've got plan B C D and E I got ways to rescue people I got helicopter I got another w- way to go home if there's an avalanche I got what happened if there's a snowfield what happened if someone gets a pooey pants what happened if what happened if and the the accumulation of that wisdom that wisdom of plan B C D E took 20 years there's no book but there is books for other things. And so, and there is coaching. So I could have, if I was a wise man, and I uh, wasn't, when I started, uh, uh, because I was unaware of the plan need for a plan B, C, D, I just said, let's check up. And then when uh, the person I took on that second trip uh, got uh, uh, altitude sickness and a whole lot of troubles, I had no awareness of plan B, C, D, E, F, G, what to do. I only had plan B. And I didn't implement, I couldn't implement plan B very fast because it was a helicopter and I go, well, yeah, that's a great plan. If you're in a forest where there's no way to land a helicopter, that's not going to happen. So you develop this experience and I could have just gone and asked someone who'd been walking into Himalayas for their whole life, like a Sherpa, and said, hey, what do I do if, and they would have given me plan A to Z in about 10 seconds. They go, this one, this one, this one, this one, bring them down the mountain if someone get altitude sickness at 3000 meters take them to 2500 that will 50 percent of the time that will uh, sort out the problem then you can do plan d e f g so i learned that over 20 years but i could have been coached by a sherpa in 10 minutes so sometimes we are naive to the what's possible we are naive to Uh, We are naive to what could go wrong and we are also naive to the speed at which we can implement solution. We see that there's a world changing around us right now, guys. We see that there's uh, a new Afghanistan. That's not going to be an easy solution for us all, there's more terrorists. We see that COVID is finishing, business are going to deflate and they're going to take a lot of the people who are being overpaid out. And, and they're going to bring in imports from overseas and Europe and everything. So we are into a new competitive business environment. I hope that you understand that Plan B and C and D and E and F is a lot to do with your ability to handle pressure and compete and perform under the under the stresses, because that's going to be the difference between you having a job and someone else getting your job. So uh, these things are really important to sit down sometimes and just go, what happened if, what happened if, what happened if. And you know, I know they're the darkness of life. What happened if my partner leaves? What happened if uh, this happened? What happened And you need to have in your back of your mind a really good set of plan B, C, D, E, F, G. And you need to run them past somebody who did it before. So I would think one of the benefits of being coached is you can say, look, this is my seven fears. This is my seven plan B, C, Ds. These are my plan E, F, Gs and have somebody go yeah okay uh you may want to tweak this one tweak that one because the person who can implement plan b the fastest is always the leader is always the fastest is the key here okay self-sufficiency big topic a beautiful thing to consider lovely thing to put on your to-do list for today just go through your seven areas of life your seven big uh, challenges and uh and uh and uh work out what you do if Give yourself a little bit of negative time, a little bit of negative space. It'll be very good. Chris Walker, signing off. Bye for now.